You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vietnam Innovators. I'm your host, Hao Tran, the CEO and co-founder of Vietcetera. Uh, this is, you know, toward the beginning of our new season with Vietnam Innovators. Lots of changes this season. Uh, how many episodes? Don't ask me. It might go on for a little while, um, but changes are coming. Uh, this is one of our last episodes that we're filming in this very studio where Vietnam Innovators was born. Um, so. Some of our guests are experiencing the last of the first chapter of Vietcetera's kind of studio set. Um, so look out for that, guys. Uh, for those of you watching and, of course, listening, same audio equipment. We're still doing the same stuff. Um, anyways, we've got a, a guest here today. Um, he's been in Vietnam for a year, but uh, his company that he represents has been here for some time. Um, when I mean some time, too, the, the company is a global one, Amazon. Um, but as you guys know, uh, Amazon does much more than just the marketplace. It does uh, Amazon Web Services, of which Vietcetera is a customer, AWS, not sponsoring the show though. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Amazon Global Selling, uh, another component, which is very B2B focused, focusing on entrepreneurs, SMEs, uh, helping Vietnamese entrepreneurs, uh, manufacturers, brands go global. Um, so we have Guy Jae Song. He is the head of global selling for Amazon Vietnam. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the, your warm welcoming. Also, yes. pretty surprised and happy to see, uh, happy to hear that you have a pretty accurate knowledge on global selling on Amazon. Because a lot of people, as you mentioned, mm. uh, understand Amazon as a more of marketplace. Yes. But as you say, we have a lot more uh, unique business uh, units mm. under Amazon umbrella, and then global selling is one of them. And then, yeah, but, uh, thank you uh, for introducing the global selling in the right and accurate way. My pleasure. Amazon, uh, people look at the big headlines, right? And they, they think Jeff Bezos selling <laughs> millions of products uh, per second. Uh, but where are those products coming from? Uh, they're not just originating from you know, the US or, or China or wherever they're coming from. Uh, but the reality is a lot from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. But how does that process work? How does the whole supply chain connectivity between buyers and sellers work exactly? And that's where AGS, mm -hmm. Amazon Global Selling, really comes into play. Um, so before we kind of deep dive into that, um, it looks like I know a little bit. I'm not an expert, but I maybe know a little bit more than the average mm -hmm. person. Maybe explain in a quick elevator pitch what you guys are doing and why in Vietnam. Right. So Amazon Global Selling itself is a, a sub, uh, one of the sub units on the Amazon consumer business. So basically, as uh, Mr. Tran, uh, Mr. Tran already mentioned, we're here to find the. Uh, Vietnam brand owners and manufacturers, and we're helping them to go global through Amazon so that they can reach out to global customer directly. Mm. So in Amazon, we have a 21 marketplaces across the world, okay. and we have a 200, more than 200 countries customer coming in and visiting our, web, our websites, and then they buy the products, and we have a 300 million uh, customers uh, in, the, in the world. So we have a, we're pro providing this uh, vast opportunity to the, the sellers and the manufacturers, brand owners, anywhere in the world. And the Vietnam, 
also we can talk later more about mm -hmm. the Vietnam's potential uh, potentialities but it has a unique uh, also products and then a unique uh, 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 selections they can bring to the global customers mm. so that's why we're here set up our team here and reaching out to the uh, uh, the global uh, reaching out to the brand owners here so that we can maximize uh, the potential of Vietnam also we want to bring back the, mm. those good selections and to delight our customers in the world got it and for those of you listening globally um, uh, Vietnam is an emerging uh, if yes. not very established manufacturing hub of, of all sorts of products, everything from super advanced electric vehicles uh, to sneakers um, to everyday products mm -hmm. like this mug. Um, and so you guys are helping to bring those suppliers, those brands to access more customers at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Um, how that works exactly, we'll kind of go into in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, my first kind of, I guess, broader question is about, um, you know, the last two years, uh, no mystery, Amazon stock price has skyrocketed um, more customers than ever. Everyone's been benefiting, you know, mm -hmm. stock price aside, the company's just been growing massively. Mm -hmm. um, you see the headlines, like the number of people Amazon's bringing onto the team has been accelerating to serve the demand. Um, let's take a snapshot at, at uh, e-commerce's growth. What do you see in the next two years, let's say, you know, it's been two years of the pandemic, what are the next two years going to be for Vietnam as a player in the whole e-commerce ecosystem. Um, what what can mm. brands here expect in terms of, uh, will demands shift for manufacturing here? Mm -hmm. um, will will suppliers um, kind of move here? But what, what does that picture look like? Right, so basically the next two years, right? Yes, so let's start with that. Again, um, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know what's gonna happen next two years, mm. right? Um, but uh, looking at the trend at the moment, also other uh, countries who probably had uh, uh, one or two steps ahead from, uh, uh, compared to Vietnam, then perhaps we can somehow deduct what's going to happen for Vietnam next two years. So I think um, past two years, as you mentioned, a lot of manufacturers move into the Vietnam or a lot of foreign direct investment uh, made uh, in, in Vietnam. So we see uh, increase of export. I think the export in mm -hmm. Vietnam has been always strong for the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, it, the GDP, uh, Vietnam's uh, GDP also grow like uh, average 6.5% uh, for the past 20 years and mostly driven by export. And then um, the, when it comes to export, um, I think that nowadays we also see a strong growth from the export via online. So this is, uh, I, I would say it's, uh, it has been the trend for the past uh, 20 years, building the Vietnam economy itself uh, to the certain uh, level uh, so that the, the, the people and then the manufacturers, brand owners can they can actually think about not only supply, be a supply chain, but uh, they position themselves as a the brand owner and then uh, build their brands and they're reaching out to customers, not only country or the certain target country they were uh, engaged through the buyer in the past. You know, if you understand the B2B kind of uh, right. a language, then now they can reach out to directly. Now they are brand owner, they are the supplier as well as uh, they are the one who meet the customer directly. So this is happening uh, over the past couple of years. So I, I think um, Vietnam uh, still have, uh, so I would say it's a transition period still transforming the offline businesses to the online or I would say expanding from offline to online businesses mm -hmm. and then the, also the changing the way of thinking 
In the past, it was as I said, it's more of a supply chain. Mm. So let me find some big buyer in US or in Europe or in JP. And let me try to position myself as a strong manufacturer. We can do it with a, with a cheaper cost. We can provide uh, you know, good, pro- good quality products. I think that was what, uh, as a manufacturing hub, as you say, what the, the people focus on for the ca- up, uh, past couple of years, right? But now they can still do that. I, I don't deny that they can still do and make a great business uh, through that. Mm-hmm. But I would say, especially from the pandemic, where um, I think this actually brings a lot of opportunity to open up the eyes of the people that mm-hmm. what they can actually do with the, the, the power of dig- digital and then on, online. So. Now then they realize that, okay, I can still uh, find the uh, customer through my buyer and they're reaching out to them a traditional way and they keep producing the high quality product here. But at the same time with the digital, I can actually go cross-border right, without physically going, but I can actually get access to the customer over there. I understand what they want, what they buy. Uh, and then I have all the data accesses. Then they can actually bring their products to the level that customer uh, would appreciate in other countries without going through the, someone in the middle. So that is uh, what they realized for the past two years in pandemic period, that uh, uh, the power of a digital, power of online, and then also opportunity, what that opens for them. Mm. So in next two years, that will, I will expect the acceleration of move from that offline to online uh, as a manufacturer or supplier to transforming themselves as brands and then building their brands and then talking to the customer directly. That's mm. what I foresee in the next two years uh, gonna accelerate. And Amazon for us, we built our team two years ago here, 2019, just before the pandemic. So mm. I was kind of lucky mm. that I was able to come and then meet people and then recruit the people, build a team. Yeah. And then, at, and then uh, pandemic happened, mm. right? So for the two years, but we didn't do, uh, it, it doesn't mean that we didn't do anything. We actually made a tremendous effort to build up the foundation for the people here. For example, uh, introducing what is this uh, cross-border e-commerce, what we are doing here, why this is a good opportunity. At the same time, we also build up the capability for our local people in Vietnam. So localizing the language uh, can be always a one big barrier, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not many people uh, are like you, right? You're born and br- brought up in the U.S. and come back to Vietnam, right? The language always been a big issue. Mm. So that's perha- perhaps one of the reasons why they're always trying to find some middleman or buyer mm. so that they can understand the customer uh, through them. But, but uh, language has always been a p- big problem for the cross-border uh, businesses, right? So we focus here to translate and then ex- bring the localized, uh, localized experience to the Vietnam sellers so that they can easily understand uh, Amazon uh, global selling. Also, they can easily access to the tool. They can utilize their strength and then their uh, manufacturing powers uh, without any limitations or because due to the fact that the language barrier. So I think that's what we did uh, for the past two years, building up the foundation and then uh, narrowing the gap between the Vietnam sellers and then uh, what is required for the global, uh, be a global seller and then be a, a good brands for the global customer. So now that we see still pandemic here, but we see this is slowly the borders are opening up and then we're more comfortable. I would say this is a new normal already. Mm. So in the next two years, then we are here to provide more educations and then increase more awareness of this great opportunity. Also uh, reaching out to the uh, local brand owners with great selections and then we basically be an evangelist 
here uh, about the global selling opportunities. And that's what we're going to do. So that I foresee what's going to happen next two years. Uh, KJ, so thank you for sharing that answer. You know, the last two years, um, we've seen an acceleration and adoption, especially on the consumer side. And you guys luckily were here when that wave caught caught up. Um, uh, but of course, now, uh, you know, the job continues. Education, I think that was a very key word, yes. you guys. Education, evangelism, uh, the fact that these suppliers may not be comfortable um, selling, you know, it's not really direct necessarily, but just uh, a little bit more hands-on, but just understanding the opportunity and why it's a compelling one. Uh, they can potentially save costs, drive more revenue for their businesses. Um, there's a lot of good factors that uh, they need to know to make a more informed decision. Uh, my next question is also more about the consumer side. Um, this is more of a global trends kind of thing, mm -hmm. but what are what are consumers buying or have been buying now that uh, you know everything from supply chains are a little bit tighter to you know shifts in manufacturing? Uh, what can you share there in terms of the consumer side? What consumers are buying or their or trends in general? How are they buying and what are they buying? Yeah. I think um, this is very similar to uh, what uh, Vietnam here, what happened for the past two years, mm -hmm. how the customer buying behavior has shifted, right? A lot of people, um, you know, of course, they, they find it easy to buy something online or maybe because of the fear going outside exposed to the virus. So I think I can see the two things here. One, uh, a lot of new people who are maybe not a usual customer to online businesses, now they become a, a, like a regular customer for mm -hmm. us. Uh, past the two years was a good education time. Uh, also, they realized the benefit of uh, uh, purchasing something online that mm -hmm. can save a cost, save a time, and also, of course, a safety. Um, the second thing is that um, compare, there's a lots of things in, for example, in the U.S., um, it's a big country, and then um, it's not like uh, every uh, delivery, for example, they deliver to your house. There's a pickup place, separate pickup places, mm. or sometimes, I don't know whether you heard about Amazon Locker. Yeah. So there's uh, many different places you don't actually have, uh, you're not sitting in your house waiting for your uh, goods delivered, mm. but there's uh, some other third party places mm. going out. But obviously, uh, more than 70% of people uh, prefer home delivery. Mm. Um, and then they also afraid of going out and even it's uh, like traditionally that what they have been doing with the online. So before COVID-19 in the U.S., then there's a delivery right happening uh, in offline pickup places. But now we see it more and more home deliveries and they pre people prefer. Uh, so I think um, there's also interesting survey done. Um, um, so out in, Nine out of 10 people who are exposed to the online uh, in 2020, uh, almost for, for the very first time on online purchasing or online e-commerce, they, they answered that you will continue uh, buying the stuff from online in 2021. Mm -hmm. And even after the pandemic kind of slowed down and go down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, indeed that changes shifted the customer buying behaviors. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, and going back to the, the supply side, uh, digitiz digitization, mm. uh, education, those are some things. I, I want to be. I want to play like a bit of a mock-up right here. Let's play role play. Um, I'm um, a very old school manufacturer. I make, I don't know, uh, pencils. Let's say right. Okay. And I'm so used to just selling millions of them in mass um, to you know this guy over there, this guy over there. What they mm -hmm. do with it, I don't mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. um, but now your 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 team's coming in, and be like, hey, you can save ten percent, twenty percent, maybe even more. Um, maybe you can look at branding your own products. I don't know, whatever. What would your team tell someone like me in terms of that first kind of approach? Mm. Um, how could they grow their business with AGS? Mm. What's the first kind of approach that you guys would make? 
Right, that's a great question. <laughs> um, you know, if I am able to give uh, one uh, short answer to yes, that, yeah. that will be a million dollar answer, mm. right? Of course, Honestly of speaking, it's not easy, mm. you know, to to do this transition, especially imagine yourself a traditional manufacturer doing this business for 40 years. Mm. You know, you cannot imagine you can change your, you know, your style, your business mindset and the, your production style and the, all these business models overnight. No, it's a hard decision, very difficult. So my team actually in here, they spend a long time, a lot of discussion, a lot of persuasions, a lot of, uh, you know, honest, uh, you know, very candid discussion over the six months or even sometimes one year mm. uh, to, uh, to change uh, or to make sure that our, uh, these uh, manufacturers, traditional brand owners understand the opportunity, uh, not as a one, one of option they can, you know, do when they have some time, but mm -hmm. it's a, indeed a critical uh, change. A change. It's a, yeah, I would say it's a must. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a new world, right? We're talking about the new world. And this is uh, uh, the, uh, the, I would say, the new language that you need in this new world, which is a digital, which is going online. So it's not just simply, uh, can you also consider uh, doing online business on top of your like offline or traditional business? No. Mm -hmm. You actually, what we are telling to them is that we are asking them to change their mindset, mm -hmm. their the way they look at the business completely. Mm -hmm. So that's why it takes so long to completely uh, persuade or get this idea into that person's mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time. Innovation is almost like required these days. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or you you might lose your business or, or uh, be outcompeted uh, yeah. per se. And I think um, you know to add to that, uh, a lot of these owners are old mindset and. Nothing wrong with that necessarily, but if you don't innovate, uh, things might catch up to you later. Um, but one trend I'm also seeing is that there's a generation of younger Vietnamese who are taking over the family business, let's say, mm -hmm. um, who have, uh, let's say they study in the U.S. or, you know, they're here in Vietnam, they're, they're buying products online already and they can see the opportunity. And, you know, sometimes their family might be like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. But then they kind of come and be like, I, you know, me as a young customer, I see why I'm doing it this way. So maybe... Um, that's another thing to consider in terms of reaching, um, you know, ownership or, or brand owners and so on and so forth. I mm. think um, that's going to be a trend that we observe in the coming years. Amazon Global Selling plays a pivotal role as the leader in cross-border e-commerce who supports thousands of Vietnamese seller partners go global and proudly introduce made in Vietnam products to millions of customers worldwide by focusing on empowering local, small, and medium enterprises to embrace cross-border e-commerce. Amazon Global Selling contributes to bring positive transformation for Vietnam's digital economy. Uh, KJ, my next question for you would be about um, what barriers are there for these SMEs? Like, right. Let's be honest here, right? They're gonna come up with all these excuses mm. for not wanting to uh, sit exactly. down and learn. Mm. Uh, what are like, one or two, three top line kind of barriers that are real ones, not mm -hmm. just mindset, but actual ones that they should mm -hmm. know before going mm -hmm. this. I still want to like uh, to, to make some comments on the, that mindset. Let's uh, just uh, let me allow yes. some minutes, some seconds for, for that. Sure. So basically, um, it is really important to work with a, someone with a right mindset. So I'm always asking this to my team as well. When they uh, search for some great products, uh, great selections, then they feel like, oh, this is uh, what the, our global customers would like. They love it and they go for it, but not always the results is good. Mm -hmm. It's not about the products. It's more of a mindset of the owner, whether they are ready, they are committed. Even if we onboard, you know, we have been onboarding hundreds of uh, you know, brand owners so far for the past two years, more than hundreds, uh, thousands of them. 
But the thing is that even if you're on board, and it doesn't mean that you are successful. Mm. You need a lot of commitment in order to uh, really make your businesses established on global marketplaces, also make an impact on your online business. So it's just not easy. It's not going to happen in the overnight. So it needs a, the persistence and it needs a strong commitment. Mm. So the mindset is really important. And then it's not simply like, oh, I always been a very daredevil. I always been a strong businessman. I can do it. No, I don't think so. Mm. You need to buy in this idea. Mm. You need to see that what is why this is so why it so matters. Mm. And then you understand, okay, this is a great opportunity. And at the same time, as you say, there's a challenges. You have to understand what challenges, what it takes for you to be successful, mm -hmm. right? And then still you want to go it you want to do it you have a strong commitment then i think we can we can work together we mm. can make a make a future okay so the barrier then now we talk about the barriers right uh, one thing is obviously the language as a barrier mm. yeah so uh, if you don't understand the language of course uh, amazon will try to translate everything but still when you look at the customers and there's a certain limitations when you try to appeal your products into their language right you can use a translator of course nowadays you a guys lot have of local tools. teams though yeah but we have a marketplace is mostly english yeah we're helping them to find uh, what is the right products but eventually there's a lot of things that the manufacturers the brand owner they have to do on their own mm. right when it comes to understand customer demands and then they want to translate the their customer the product descriptions and the packages and the marketing messages into the right word that the customer wants, then the, this the language is the one barrier. And then the second thing probably will be more of online skills, mm. right? So again, that's I completely understand where this uh, more of a traditional background people hesitate coming in here. So it's like, uh, it's like, uh, I would say it's, uh, it's kind of jungle in a way. Amazon itself is, uh, it sounds like a jungle, but um, and there, Online, it enables everybody and it equips everybody equally. Mm -hmm. So you have access to some data through online tools. And mm -hmm. then usually the online tools are we're trying to make ourselves scalable, try to provide all these uh, great tools to all the people over there. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Then when what doing the business online means that you are exposing to yourself a jungle where lots of people are equipped with the same level of uh, you know tools and compete with you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not that easy. So you need to have a very strong like skill sets, how to operate online. You have a great understanding on how this uh, digital traffic and numbers and conversion and all these things are, how does th these things happening, right? Mm. So it will be very different from your offline traditional way of getting your uh, big right. buyer, right? After one, two years of a persuasion, following them up and then had some great time with them. And no, it's kind of different. I would say which one is better or right. But I would say online is a very different animal. So you have to have a very uh, good understanding of skills. Mm -hmm. And then that's why we are here to provide that education. Mm -hmm. right? So are, we are, are they eager to learn those skills, you would say, general? Yeah, I think, um, again, that there's always people like hesitant, right? Mm -hmm. A risk averse. And then there are people, as you mentioned, most of them, like second generation, they're more eager because they have a great experience as a customer, mm -hmm. right? They know what, why this is important. So they are eager to know and eager to learn. And you know what, uh, this is a bit of a side, uh, side uh, answer, but when I first came to Vietnam for this uh, per particular business purpose, it was 2017. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, two years before I set up my team here. So I was invited uh, as a speaker at one of the conferences. Um, and then um, there, I actually did have a, a lot of expectations because uh, I traveled to Malaysia, traveled to Thailand and then many different places. But when you do this kind of speech and people like, you know, their behavior is like they're lean, lean back, 
right? Mm. Yeah, cross their arms and they say, you know, just come on, say mm. something, right? Mm. Yeah, let me see whether your talk is good or not. Mm. Right? So I wasn't so much of, uh, you know, expecting, you know, great audience and then things like that until I came down to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. I still remember that was a gem center, right? In here in district, mm. I think district one, right? Mm. When I opened the door, there was like thousands of people are already sitting down, mm. lean in, mm. right? They're so eager to learn, you know, what the people are talking on the on the on the on the on the stage. Yeah. Now they're not, of course, they're not waiting for me, but you know, a lot of the uh, great uh, speakers over there, and then they're so keen on to learn uh, this opportunity thousands and knowledge. Thousands of people. Wow. I would say it was more than one thousand. I don't know exactly. I didn't yeah, count it. It was a big crowd. Yeah. <laughs> full, full. The place was full. Mm -hmm. So that was like, wow, this is. Uh, this Vietnam is different. That's actually, honestly speaking, we talk about the manufacturing capability, export, etc. But my first impression was the people. Mm -hmm. They're here, eager to learn. They're they're fast in learn learning. Uh, we have a lot of young online savvy uh, entrepreneurs in here. Mm -hmm. So that's why my first impression. I and then that's why I believe I go going back my uh, my team and then uh, to my managers and then my leadership. Say Vietnam is different. We, we have, should invest here. We have here. to be here right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's Amazing. what happened. That's great. Yeah, those are the insights we love to have on the show. <laughs> Thank you for that story. Um, my next question for you um, is about the potential of made in Vietnam. Like, how is that perceived on mm. the global marketplace? Um, do uh, I, I'm sure they are, of course, proud of their products. Uh, you should be. Um, but how are they perceived on the other side? Is, is that like a deterrence? Is that a good thing, you know, compared to made in China, perhaps, or other made in wherever? Mm, 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 mm. How does that global positioning kind of stack up? Mm. If you think about yourself as a customer, I mean, maybe some time ago, I remember about 20, 30 years ago that in my country, for example, back in 2018, uh, 1980s or 1990s, right? Mm. Then we look at the products and we are keen to know which product, where it come from, right? Uh, made in Japan, made in Germany, made in US, and then it somehow it brings some credibility mm. of the product quality and etc. Honestly speaking, you know what? But now in 2020, uh, um, this uh, new era and then this this uh, nowadays, I don't think made in what country really like differentiate, um, you know, um, in terms of customer point of view. Made in Vietnam, I think as we are established in Vietnam as one of uh, uh, emerging uh, manufacturing hub, mm -hmm. uh, already be in, in a way in Southeast Asia at least, mm -hmm. that's already manufacturing hub, right? I'm very so, curious. I mean, you don't probably know the exact numbers, um, but the percentage of products made in Vietnam that are sold on the global marketplace have probably just gone up like that yeah. in recent years, probably, yeah, right? Exactly. Are there exact numbers? I'm not, <laughs> not quite sure, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Because oh, okay. uh, what I know yeah. is that the Vietnam export number, right? Oh, uh, sure, sure. The That's last year we delivered three hundred, yeah. more than $300 billion, mm. which is uh, higher than Vietnam's own local GDP. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The Vietnam local GDP was uh, less than 300 mm. So, which is anyhow, uh, hugely export-driven. So, as you say, mm. I don't know exact uh, figure, but the percentage of uh, Vietnam made in Vietnam products contributing to the global markets, I think, is increasing very mm. fast. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So um, people also have an interest in the Vietnam's uh, more like a genuine products, mm. like a rattan uh, a home. I think the products, number one product I see in at least in Amazon from Vietnam is uh, home and then kitchen products mm -hmm. and home decorations. A lot of uh, small furniture, mm. uh, and then of course like a mug cups and then things like that. So that uh, this is uh, one of the the right uh, as well as a uh, big also it's a uh, fast growing mm. so a lot of good vietnam manufacturers we're working with are creating this uh, small unique items 
uh, made out of uh, wood or, or, or these, uh, these materials. Mm -hmm. mm. Got it. And let's talk about, um, uh, you know, the Amazon brand. You, we're talking about um, mindset and language and these other things. And I, it's probably, you know, fairly easy to approach people because Amazon is a very big name and I'm sure pretty much everyone recognizes it. Um, how is the Amazon brand developing in Vietnam, especially without the marketplace here? We have uh, AGS is probably um, one of the juggernauts moving it forward here, and, and of course AWS. But looking at AGS, um, how, how is that brand kind of perception, uh, how has it evolved over the last couple of years on, on mm. every side of the equation? Right. Um, that's uh, also a very big question, right? Well, the past two years, I would say, um, I mean, I think I, I, I mentioned earlier about the people general concept on Amazon, mm -hmm. right? And then even AWS, although AWS has been here earlier than HS team here, mm -hmm. but um, a lot of people also a bit a bit confused, you know, what Amazon really means. And mm -hmm. then and in the earlier days, uh, when I got a job in Amazon first, like seven years back, and I also had to explain what uh, Amazon and the AWS are different mm -hmm. you know, to my wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's not that easy to understand as a general customer. So we also did some survey on the Vietnam, uh, the customer, how they perceive Amazon. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of ha people have a, a good understanding on am what Amazon is. And then they have a pretty positive uh, uh, image towards that brand. But mm -hmm. when it comes to more of sub teams, like global mm -hmm. selling, then mm -hmm. there's a lot of question comes in. Mm -hmm. you know? Of course, a lot of people see it uh, when they see the news in Amazon and then they like, easily kind of uh, imagining that Amazon is going to come to they just see the headlines. Know, they yeah. don't actually read the. Yeah. The insights and then they're gonna come in here and then mm. uh, you know open up the Vietnam marketplaces uh, a lot of speculation <laughs> is that happening sense, right um, I don't know, <laughs> no <comment>. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody knows I mean uh, I maybe or maybe not I'm not sure but uh, one thing I can say for sure is that Amazon has a great interest in Vietnam mm -hmm. great interest in Vietnam actually Fantastic. yeah so okay. um, I think for the past two years, what we have been doing here is that, of mm -hmm. course, trying to increase the awareness itself. Mm -hmm. So Amazon is not like something like outside of Vietnam. We are already here. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is that we are here to do the drive the export business, mm -hmm. not launching the marketplace here. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to increase our brand name as well as we have to fix and get the right concept of uh, Amazon global selling team here. Okay. So that was uh, kind of a main uh, uh, area in terms of driving the brand awareness that we focus on the past two years. Also, we try to introduce the, the real cases, mm -hmm. real exciting customer uh, seller success cases um, so that people have a more like a, a better idea what mm -hmm. it really is. Because if I say something about this concept, say something about the concept to the customer, then it's takes a long time for them to understand. Mm -hmm. So it's always uh, singing is believing, right? So mm -hmm. we're, we're, for the past two years, then we're, we have been making a lot of great uh, uh, the success cases, uh, interview with a seller, making mm -hmm. a video series. Mm -hmm. So we are uh, sharing. Uh, we are also spreading out through mm -hmm. the multiple uh, uh, media channels. And so that's why we have been focusing for two years in terms of uh, brand awareness for, uh, front. Okay. And so, then, mm -hmm. yeah, the last two years, a lot of uh, case study building, um, putting out the success stories from mm -hmm. Vietnam to the world through AGS. Uh, what does 2022 hold? It's the third year. I mean, I'm sure you're still doing a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, what can we expect okay. in terms of new initiatives mm -hmm. over the next uh, calendar year uh, and beyond that perhaps right. you haven't done? Right, yeah. right. So for the past two years, it was more of a foundational year for us. Mm -hmm. So we're we're looking at the, the gap, right? What is missing here? And then we wanted to build up 
basically the plan to to mm -hmm. address the gap first. Mm -hmm. So the first gap I mentioned was about the brand perception and the concept, right? The second gap uh, we uh, focused a lot was the localization. The even seller, they want to sell on Amazon at the beginning and two years back, it was mm -hmm. all English. There's uh, nothing they can do with the Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. Now uh, we enable them to choose the language. There's a drop-down menu in the system mm -hmm. that they can choose a Vietnamese and they can ask in the Vietnamese not only uh, look at the menus and uh, read it, but they can also reach out to the uh, seller support team, for example. We have a seller support team speaking in Vietnamese, mm. so they can uh, email them. So you didn't have that when you first came here? No, not wow. at all. Okay. You have to do it in English. Mm. So now we're providing a lot of support in that front. Okay. So that's uh, the second uh, sort of uh, uh, building block for the, making the great uh, foundation. The third, third part is obviously building local team here mm -hmm. so that we, we already established two teams in one on Ho Chi Minh, the other one in Hanoi. How, so, how big is that team exactly? Or um, maybe you can't share exacts, but Yeah, we cannot say exact, <laughs> exact number. Yeah. yeah, we're growing, we're growing. Sure, sure. So, so basically the Hanoi teams do cover the people in the northern part of the country. Mm. And then we know uh, Vietnam is a long country, right? Mm. So and uh, as a very distinctive culture as well. Yeah. So we want to build uh, two local teams mm -hmm. that exactly understand the people mm -hmm. uh, in the north and south and their culture mm -hmm. so that we can uh, find the right uh, target. Again, I talked about the seller success cases, but you know who creates the success cases, right? Well, I, our local team reach out to the high potential customer, uh, high potential brand owners, manufacturers, and we are working together. We are building them successful in Amazon. Mm -hmm. And then we get their story and then making a video. So it's a good uh, vicious, uh, a virtuous circle, mm -hmm. right, in a way. So that's uh, for the past two years. Then now, you know, talking about the 2020 and then moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I would uh, say this 2022 uh, two is a growth. Uh, 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 it's a year of growth. Mm -hmm. So building on that foundation that we want to accelerate what we have been doing. Mm -hmm. So now we build up some foundational uh, ground so we are expanding a multi-channel on the online, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and then Zalo and the other uh, channels also together with our PR, increase awareness, also give a good education what it means mm -hmm. doing the global selling with Amazon. Mm -hmm. Also, second pillar is that we are also recruiting, we're building the education team. Mm -hmm. So previously, the education was more on to uh, on um, the providing some materials, right? Mm -hmm. Self-education uh, materials and yeah. all that. Mm -hmm. But we realized that uh, especially global selling is a lot of a blocker, a lot of uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's an easy uh, thing to do. Mm -hmm. So we provide not only self-serving uh, uh, tools and the education materials, but we are also building a team of education so that they can uh, actually provide uh, the online, offline, hands-on, and very detailed, very uh, high quality like content. Workshops or even one on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah as, as long as the, the pandemic situation allows. Yes. And then, of course, we're going to make it as online first. But when the situation allows, then we're going to do the offline. Yeah. And then these teams will only focus on education. I'm imagining that Gem Center you know, uh, panel discussion you're on, you have thousands of people. <laughs> Perhaps your workshops can be just yeah, as long. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can do that. Actually, um, we did it in 2019. Mm -hmm. and it was an annual conference where mm -hmm. we invited one, mm -hmm. I think, 1,000, 1,500 people. And then, of course, the past two years, we changed it to the online format. But okay. due to the online, we are able to meet the more people. Mm. But um, I understand there's always people eager to meet in a, you know, person mm. to person yeah. and then get the vibe as well. So um, once the pandemic situation gets better, then mm. we're going to do uh, such uh, big scale mm. uh, conferences Fantastic. on top of uh, smaller scale, more regular, more uh, uh, 
it because smaller scale then you have uh, this kind of a feeling that you can actually ask questions directly right so we we are also building up that uh, capability through this year mm -hmm. so maybe in the later down the down the road mm -hmm. and you will hear some of the exciting news from amazon on this okay. front so, and the other growth is obviously uh, keep expanding our local team to reach out to the local brand owners and manufacturers. Uh, by the way, if you know anyone, good one, then please okay. refer to us so that we can help them to, you know, sure, really sure. be a global brand. Yeah, of course. And then last part is that we have uh, also we are focusing on the building the great relationship and then a great uh, program together with the government agencies. Mm. So um, now it's uh, obviously everybody suffered from the pandemic. So there's a, a, a bit of a up and down in terms of preparation, but we actually been uh, very good uh, terms with uh, lots of uh, government agencies. Mm. So we're uh, building up for the past two years, building up the good understanding on the businesses, why this is important for the company, uh, not only company level, but as a country level, why this is so important. Mm. And then we're uh, kind of, we found the mutual interest here. Obviously, Vietnam government wants to drive and accelerate the export. And we are here, we're talking about export opportunity, mm -hmm. right? So uh, we have a great uh, understanding of each other. So now we're building some um, some uh, programs that can accelerate uh, the people understanding on this opportunity and education and eventually uh, build a business on uh, through Amazon, reaching out to customers and globally. That's what we're going to also uh, perhaps uh, will be able to mention uh, to, to you and the people uh, mm -hmm. in sooner or later in this year. Okay. So these are the last piece of uh, yeah what we are focusing on. I have I have two short questions to kind of conclude today's podcast, uh, KJ. Uh, first is what product types or categories of made in Vietnam mm -hmm. have have been excelling and and you guys really want to focus on? Because let's say okay. I'm like a sneaker maker. I don't know if that's one, oh. but like I want to hear that from you. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, if you're a sneaker maker, you have to be on AGS. Like, what are what are those product types? Right. I think so. In in Amazon, the way we classify or oh, we call it a product group, mm. it's the highest uh, level of uh, grouping the products and we call it hotlines, soft lines and consumables. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Vietnam is uh, very strong in the hotlines mm -hmm. and has been strong and will be. Within hotlines, our top five categories like uh, home, kitchen, home improvements, and then uh, uh, furniture. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, these kind of things are uh, our top categories within the uh, hotline. Furniture makers, for example. Yeah. So furniture is actually a very interesting part. Mm. This is really strong in, in, in Vietnam. Mm. I don't know whether you saw the news last year. Mm -hmm. So Vietnam to U.S. export, uh, you know, China always been like uh, one of the top, you know, one or two in, uh, across all the categories. Mm. But when it comes to furniture and wood products, mm. Vietnam was number one. They, overtook, China, right? they overtook China last year. So has a great potential here, mm. uh, but um, at the same time, furniture is not easy because mm. of a uh, big it's volume, right? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. Heavy, big, and then expensive. Mm. And then the, the one who can overcome that logistic cost issue, mm. will gonna get a big share out of uh, furniture okay. business. Great. So this is a uh, future investment. I and my team is really focusing on this, mm. but we know that there's a lot of uh, hurdles to overcome mm -hmm. to uh, really open up the opportunity for furniture online. Mm -hmm. So this, I would say, is a, is a future opportunity okay. within the hotline. Got it, got it. But the uh, small products, like a small home decorations, maybe small chairs or foldable products and foldable furniture, mm -hmm. these are easy to uh, ship, ship out. Mm -hmm. So I think um, this is uh, still uh, uh, one of the, the top categories that Vietnam uh, are uh, selling into uh, Amazon, also getting a lot of uh, good comments from the customers. I think it's safe to say that all categories <laughs> are high priority. So anyone <laughs> making furniture or anything else actually uh, reach out to AGS. Um, final question for you, KJ. Um, 
I'm sure you guys are hiring. It sounds like you have two very large teams already, significant significant numbers of people. Very vague about the exact <laughs> number, but um, just want to give a quick shout out. I'm mm. sure you guys are hiring. Like, who are what are those roles? What, are, what does that look like? Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is a great um, opportunity for me. Mm. So yeah, obviously we have a growing team. We need uh, people in across uh, multiple positions. Mm. At the moment, uh, we need uh, account managers. Mm -hmm. Of course, we need uh, the frontline people who mm -hmm. go and reach out and then uh, introduce uh, this great opportunity directly mm -hmm. also help those uh, brand owners mm. to be successful. So okay. we need uh, account managers. Also, we need uh, more marketing uh, people. Mm. Again, we're trying to increase our awareness, yes, also yeah. given the education. So we need uh, more marketing people, more education trainers. Mm. So account managers, trainers, mm. uh, marketers, these are the main uh, the people that we're looking for at the moment. Okay. But we do have a more uh, like a positions, interesting position like a program manager, mm -hmm. or et cetera. So uh, if you're interested in maybe uh, the people listening to this podcast, and reach out to me through LinkedIn, or you can search uh, Amazon.job. Uh, jobs. Uh, uh, that is our uh, official uh, site. Got it. Got so it. you can find uh, the Han uh, Ho Chi Minh or Hanoi based job over there. Okay. Yeah. Well, very good. We have uh, you know only tens of thousands of people will be listening. So hopefully, <laughs> one uh, will apply for a job at Amazon AGS. Um, I think that concludes today's podcast. KJ, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure learning about AGS. Very distinctive. What they're working on has a very high impact uh, on Vietnamese society. So we're looking forward to over the next few years, how that's going to play out. KJ, thank you for joining the show. And yeah. um, we hope and wish the best for AGS in Vietnam. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting for me and then giving this great opportunity to talk about the AGS. Yes, as you say, uh, we're going to make an even bigger opportunity for the Vietnam. So mm. I hopefully, uh, you know, I have another chance to come back to you, you know, and have another uh, this great uh, chat. And, and then by the time then I will probably have more things to share with you, mm. more success cases, uh, more uh, happy news that how the Vietnam products and the companies are doing the great job in the in the global marketplaces. Thank you. Thank you, CJ. Um, everybody, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Vietnam Innovators. Drops every, I think, Tuesday morning. Might be changing. Anyways, Tuesday morning, um, new season, Vietnam Innovators, hosted by me, your host, Hao, CEO, co-founder of Viet, et cetera. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next time. Vietcetera's Vietnam Innovator series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip, hosted by our VP of content, Thuy Min, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators, hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetra team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week, so don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetra's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content.